Hi everyone, welcome to the Scorpio season episode of Astrolushes. Welcome everyone, this is Lisa and Andy bringing you our Scorpio season episode, actually one of two that we're going to do. Exactly, we're gonna, we're gonna do two because we were a little behind on the last few months and we want to pummel you guys with goodness and, and uh, lushiness. But if we're being honest, it's because we have a deep Scorpio bias. We do. Up in this podcast. We do. We um, love Scorpios. We love Scorpios so much that we recently had a triple Scorpio birthday party mm. because uh, Lisa, our friend Heather Davis, and our friend um, Denise Jarrett are all born on November 3rd, all November 3rd Scorpio babies. Um, so we actually had the theme of the birthday party come, come dressed as your most Scorpio self. Yep. And they did. Most people dressed up to the nines. In their Sunday best, and every mostly everyone wore black. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a full house, and uh, it was pretty drunk it- <laughs> and loud. We even got like noise complaints a few times, which I think is the best way to celebrate Scorpio. It is. We also we had a different party that we went to that was mm. equally uh, not not even equally best like better dre- like better dressed. <laughs> well, better dressed. <laughs> Um, which was the witch's ball for um, the witch's almanac folks. We, Andy, rented a car and we drove from New York City to Massachusetts and stayed in a few very weird places. We ended up having to change our Airbnb to a different hotel, which gave the whole thing a sort of like grimy motel charm. (laughs) (laughs) But you were invited to this party as an author. Yes, um, Laura Tempest Zakroff, who is the author of Weaving the Liminal and Sigil Witchery, which are two books I deeply recommend because her approach is just so unique and, accept- and um, accessible and magical. She invited me as a VIP author, along with some other people like Christopher Penzak, um, to just kind of show up and like mull around and chat with some of the people that came. And Andy and I got to meet the founder or head of the witch's almanac Mm -hmm. Uh, that was incredible so incredible he kind of was dressed like gary oldman from dracula which is a thing which is a great it's a real thing it's a wonderful thing um yeah it was awesome so i feel like we really rang in scorpio season to its best and finest Mm. um but we are going to bring a second episode um not only just because lisa is a scorpio and because i'm in love with scorpios but we're we're (laughs) we're just hoes for scorpios up here (laughs) I'm a Scorpio. <laughs> it's so amazing. When we were driving to Massachusetts, Andy just like very casually was like, I'm a hoe for Scorpio. <laughs> and I tweeted it and then retweeted it from Master Lushes. And I think a lot of you guys liked it. So thank you. Thank you for that. Because it's a great term. So we have to is... find one for cancer season. We do. It's... For you. Mm-hmm. Hard to find a rhyming answer. I don't know. I'm a prancer for cancer. <laughs> I'll be your tiny dancer, cancer. <laughs> Uh, private dancer, cancer. I don't know. If you guys have ideas for any fun puns or jokes that we can make about any signs, please tweet us. Mm -hmm. But anyway, the the point is that this is the first of two episodes. We really rang in Scorpio with all the regalia that it Mm. deserves. Um, but we have so much to say that this is a a two-parter. Yeah. Um, but we're here tonight. Uh, it is the full moon. It is the full moon. We'll get into that in, in a while. But um, I would love to hear from you, Lisa, like a little bit. Just give us like the Scorpio rundown <laughs> as a as an expert. <laughs> it's funny because I, you know, even though we're hosting Astrolushes, I'm certainly by far a more astrological enthusiast. I wouldn't call myself. I'm I'm not an expert. I don't teach it. Um, Andy knows a lot more than I do, but I really enjoy it and I find it to be really powerful and magical and it's enhanced my life a lot. But I will say I am a fucking Scorpio expert (laughs) because I really do feel like I'm the poster child for it. And I don't know if that's a super Scorpio thing to say or not, but, uh, Scorpio is probably known as the most intense sign of the Zodiac. We kind of walk into a room as a shadow, but one that you're sort of attracted to um, intoxicated by, um, but, you know, that comes with a lot of things that you may or may not find alluring. It could be you're interested in our sexuality, our sensuality, 
our deep conversation, our tendency to go into the depths with you, um, to be allergic to um, superficial conversation. And then on the other hand, uh, when a Scorpio just isn't doing the work to kind of control themselves, they can be very jealous and insecure and possessive. Um, but all in all, I think the Scorpio is all about death and rebirth and transformation. Transformation for me is always the key mm. word. It is. I really think it is. Um, I think it was Colin Bedell uh, who runs Queer Cosmos. Queer Cosmos, if you don't follow it, absolutely, absolutely. It's, he's the... I think he's the best out there. I well, at least one of them. He's up there for me. Yeah, literally like top three. Colin, mm-hmm. we love you. He said it best on his site when he described um, Scorpios as basically the sign that, inha- that really evokes the phoenix idea. Yes, um, and the whole archetype and trope exactly. of phoenix is right. definitely seen out in full by the Scorpio. I've probably mentioned this before. I'm going to bring it up again just in case I, I haven't or... Just to say it again. Say it again. But I find it fascinating that, um, you know, Scorpios are represented by the scorpion, which is the only sign. It's the only animal, excuse me. It's the only animal in nature that if backed into a corner in a fight or a confrontation, if they know they can't win, will poison themselves. (laughs) They will use their tail full of deathly poison and out themselves from a situation when they know they are losing. And that is not... Uh, that is not a capacity or capability that other animals in nature present or show or do mm. on a regular basis. And I just, I find that extremely representative of the Scorpio type. It's the black and white thinking. It's the definitive thinking. Yes. It's also like this, um, like lack of fear of the unknown and right. lack of fear of like the next phase of things. Yes. And so when we talk about it, like the planet that rules Scorpio. Pluto. Is you know, was and then wasn't a planet. (laughs) Um, It's self a transformation, I suppose. But um, I think of Scorpios as like being able to come back from just about anything, Mm. but also being willing to take themselves out of anything. Yeah, that's a very powerful move, I think, because I think about Cleopatra, who is said to have poisoned herself with... um, what was the poison she used? I don't know, actually. It was, um, let me catch you guys later on that one. But she did, apparent, according to certain stories, she did poison herself rather than to present herself to the Romans who wanted to basically mm-hmm. kill her. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I always thought that that was such a badass move. It was like, I'm in control of my destiny. Exactly. And I think Scorpios, um, uh, part of the reason that they can be intimidating or part of the reason they can be so intense is that control is extremely important Mm. to the Scorpio. Um, You know, they're always down for the deep conversations. They're always down for, um, uh, you know, like the, the, the philosophy of life where it concerns like these darker places, but they're deeply in control of things. And I think that's part of like that allure that you talk about. Mm, Yeah. I find Scorpios like magnetic. Right. Um, thank you. If you want, if you want like, not just an opinion, but like a true stance, yeah. yeah, find a Scorpio. That's a very good point. You're right because there, there's something to be said for the diplomatic amongst us and the people who can truly see from all sides. And I think that's like, that's necessary. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it's, we need that. Otherwise, this world would be a very dark place. Um, but yeah, no, I agree with you. Like the Scorpio will say it as it is, and if you feel uncomfortable by it, you might not like us. But if you feel like you have something to gain or benefit by just being around someone who's able to just be honest and unapologetic, then you might like us. Now, the honesty thing I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to combat just a little bit. Yeah. Because I do find Scorpio, and I think it is like, like aligned with what Scorpio stands for and even the animal that it's represented by with that exoskeleton. I think Scorpio is willing to get deep on conversations. However, getting to know a Scorpio's true feelings... Mm. Um, what a good point. I don't think they're all that forthcoming, yeah. uh, which is the mystery and the allure and the magnetism and yeah. why I'm such a hoe for Scorpio. It's like, oh my God, let me get to those depths. There's layers. Because like, your depths come from somewhere. Yeah. But getting a Scorpio to admit like how they've personally reached those opinions and those levels mm. and those thought processes and their philosophies that they so ardently adhere to can be tricky. You're very right. I forget about that. Um, yeah. You know, so honesty is one thing, but they are so guarded. Yeah. Very protective, very mm-hmm. secretive. But they emit 
they just emit yeah. a mood. They do. And, um, you know, people who aren't down for that mood are, like, boring to me. <laughs> Which You're is why I love Scorpios. Preaching to the choir. <laughs> there's very, I think there's very few signs that um, feel safe and seen around Scorpios. But mm -hmm. I would say their water brethren mm -hmm. are amongst those. And probably... I don't know. Who else do you think works well with a Scorpio? I mean, obviously, like, Cancer and Scorpio yeah. are, like, our deep brethren. I think Capricorn and Scorpio don't yeah. get enough attention as a pairing. They're um, a great pairing. They're a really great pairing, and it's interesting to me that that's your rising. Mm. Um, because it, it really does benefit you in, in so many ways. But I think there's something about the Capricorn's ambition and lack of bullshit. Um, and also, like, they're in, this is not to talk about, like, devil worship but the satanic energy of capricorn when oh you look God. at like um like the power of the self and the power of the self ego and uh furthering yourself for your own self's sake which it is what align i mean with scorpio it aligns something. with scorpio deeply yeah. Yeah. um and i think there's a really great pairing and i think there's a really great alignment that doesn't often get talked Enough about credit. there yeah yeah because people see them as such opposites um and it's not it's really, it's a good pairing. And, and something else I, I would like to bring up, and you can speak to this better than I can, is that, you know, so when we look at, we always talk about memes, right? Because a lot of people right now are accessing astrology through memes, and they're fun. And I follow them all, <laughs> and there's, it's a blast. But I feel like when you go down the list of things, Scorpio is always going to be given, like, the sex or death yeah. treatment. Um, and I, I feel the need to defend Scorpio's sexiness and their sexual nature as less about, like, straight-up horniness and, like, mm. wanting to have a good yeah. time and, like, a form of transformation. Yeah. It's very much less about just fucking. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And a Scorpio is, they're not like sluts for the sake of like no. partying and like, no, you know, getting off. No. Um, I really think that like Scorpios are deeply sexual in a way where like they want to access something uh, like un, un otherworldly. Yes. They want to translate your body mm -hmm. rather than just use it to come. And I do think that it's part of the guardedness actually. Uh, that might be that it's like yeah. their way of getting to the depths and showing themselves mm. can be through the transformative power of sex rather than being able to like always um, verbally articulate it. Yeah. It's such a great, the articulation great of the Scorpio self is through sex. Yeah, exactly. The In my body, the... uh, out other opinion, I no, you're right. don't date them. I haven't been, you know, you're right. You're right. I do think that that's the way that we communicate I think it's because we are inherently sexual, but not for not for the end result, but for the intimacy that comes with sexuality. I consider like Aries and Scorpio to be like the sex. Me too. Signs, Me too. Right. Absolutely. Different. Approaches. But they're coming from it from like yeah. such different yeah. places. Exactly. Um, you know, Aries is like physical and mm. forward and creative yeah. and I think Aries finds the creative energy from sex I think Scorpio finds the transformative energy from right. sex exactly. um, and so they're both constantly on the lookout for the person that can help provide that to them yeah whether or not that person is actually like compatible with them necessarily for life right um and whether that person yeah is gonna actually receive the Scorpio or Aries treatment during sex is kind of up to what they're able to receive but I personally as a cancer not a Scorpio but I find the like sex thing Very to be close. diminishing mm -hmm. no like it's like a it's it's like trivializing ah. to what it is to Scorpio to gotcha. me to constantly associate them with sex is like yeah but why Right. You know, it's like, it's it's not a punchline for them. No, right. Exactly. Exactly. It's very reductive when you boil it down to just sheer sluttiness. Um, but yeah, Scorpio season. So if you're feeling like, you know, answering those serious questions, really peering inward and making a change, for many of us in the Northern Hemisphere, it's cold and dark and it's naturally a period of introspection and reflection. Mm -hmm. Those impulses that you're feeling are very naturally Scorpio. Um, so is Scorpio is fixed, right? Fixed energy. Fixed. Yeah. So I think we've talked about it. There are the three energy types of mutable, fixed, and um, cardinal. Cardinal. Um, and I do see Scorpio as a very fixed sign. They're definitive in their decisions. And it doesn't... They're not a snap decision maker, but mm -hmm. I definitely feel the finality oh, yeah. of a Scorpio decision. Mm. And it can be really hard to sway you guys. <laughs> I would say it's probably the most 
it's the thing I fight against in my personality the most. Really? When I make a choice, it is very hard to undo me from it. And I'm really good at holding fast to it. Even if underneath the surface I'm dying. Mm. Um, okay. It could hurt me, but I'll never, ever, 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 very rarely, very rarely let it show. <laughs> and very rarely let it take control again. It's like constantly having a demon inside your heart and your mind that you have decided cannot live there. And even if you let it have rent in your body or your mind or your spirit, you just keep it packaged away as firmly as possible until the end of all time because you would rather have control than to let it win. And because <sighs> of that, a thing that I think Scorpio is pretty obsessed with, if I might say so myself, and I don't think obsession is uh, foreign. Obsession is our our milk and our tea and yeah, right. our coffee every day. But I think Scorpio, and, and this is not like a, a controversial <laughs> statement, I think they're obsessed with betrayal and being betrayed based upon those fixed ideas because it takes them so long to trust, because it takes them so long to let their guard down, because sex is such a serious act when it's treated as such mm. from them, that betrayal is like a bit of an obsession. It is. With Scorpio. Yeah, it's hard. That being said, I don't think Scorpios like are like, even though they're so dark and they're, you know, um, so sexy and they have all these ideas, like they're not like the murderous type. I think it's really interesting that Geminis are the more, more the serial killers. There are very, very, very few Scorpio serial killers. Right, because they let and this other side take over. I think there's a thing with Scorpios about that, like killing themselves when it's like time mm. to go out. And mm. I don't, I don't mean that suicide right yeah, I just yeah. mean like they're more likely to extract themselves from a situation that it's upsetting than to take it out on the person agreed out there they're more likely to burn everything down around them mm-hmm. not violently in order to just create something new to get away from it and I, I, I worry for all my Scorpio loves that there's like a certain self-destruction that takes place in those situations rather than like an actual like reaching out and like dealing with the problem or person at hand and I say that with all the love no, and respect in the world um, but Scorpios uh, aren't the killers. You don't if like a stranger's coming up to you in an alley with a knife. It's not a Scorpio. Not a Scorpio. They're not obsessed with death in that way. No, they're definitely. That's not. a confused Gemini and or Pisces. Anyway, ah, <laughs> uh, we know how we feel about Pisces. So we're talking about the way that we like, um, uh, like brought in Scorpio season. Yeah. And for me, one of the ways that I uh, deal with all the seasons of the year and like uh, my places and where I am is with the books that I choose I to read. I love this. And so I was bridging the gap between Libra and Scorpio season and trying to find a book that I thought um, would emulate those feelings. Uh, and I chose The Lover by Marguerite Dura, which... My favorite book. I was so long in getting to, and it's been on my list I hope that you love it. Ever. I adored it. It's still <laughs> on my bedside, and I just like pick it up and thumb through it's it. It's so perfect. But for those of you who haven't read The Lover, or those of you who have even, um, you know, it's, the, it's this love story in a, in, in a way... <laughs> It's a love story, but it starts off with like, you know, this young woman who's just, she is presenting herself so beautifully and so majestically in a very Libra, I think. It is. Um, output, like yeah. what she is. It's emu- summery. And-, and she has her, her dress and her hat that she wears and her gold lame heels. Yeah. And it feels very Libra to like put that out in yeah. a way of like, bring your visual attention to me. To me. Yeah. And then she finds this lover who is significantly older and it's a problematic relationship and it's mixed race mm. um, in a time when, when that was problematic deeply. Right. Um, and they form this relationship that is based on sex. And it is, there's not a whole lot of giving back and forth um, verbally. Mm. And everything they communicate is bodily and it means so much to both of them. And that yes. felt very Scorpio to me. And so the book, I really feel, takes the journey from Libra and the Venusian like beauty into the transformative nature of Scorpio season. I love this. And so I feel like I chose the right book to gap, like the, bridge the gap between those two seasons to me. That is so perfect. It is so perfect because you haven't finished it yet, right? I, no, I finished it a while ago. Oh, okay. Yeah. I started it like yeah. literally at the last couple of days of Libra and finished the first couple okay. of days of Scorpio. Yeah. It's that transformative relationship that even though it seems as one thing, it literally lasts forever within your mind, mm-hmm. which is partly obsession, partly the transformation that takes place from sex. And I'm so happy that you love it. That makes me happy. <laughs> and I do think it is like the most Libra Scorpio transition book. Um, 
And I can't wait for you to read The Sailor from Gibraltar. Which I will. I will. You're going to love it. Oh my god, you're going to love it. So now, what's your <laughs> Scorpio season book? Because you did the same thing. Yeah. Uh, I I have re- reread Ascend, Ascend by Jonica Stuckey. Mm. I can't talk highly enough about his book. Um, Andy and I and another friend, Denise, also a Scorpio, went to see Jonica perform at a church in Brooklyn um, as part of an Atlas Obscura event in which he did like a ritual backed by the music of Mark Corvin, mm-hmm. who did the witch um, soundtrack. The, oh, he literally makes his own instruments. It It's, guys, mm-hmm. please just watch the witch, listen to Mark Corvin, buy Jonica Stuckey's book, Ascend Ascend. Yes. Support yes. Atlas Obscura. I can't say enough. Uh, but Ascend Ascend is a book of poetry that's sort of like, he, he wrote it, over a period of time in a trance state in a hundred-year-old church. Um, And the poetry itself, like, it's not that the poetry itself is presenting any sort of language or structure that's anything wildly different from what you've read or seen before. It's that you can see his poetry as an excavation of or a going deeper into the self, mining the deepest and most ecstatic parts of who you are in this sort of like ritualistic frenzy of writing. Um, and the entire event was like a, he was surrounded by candles and marigolds and mm-hmm. it was literally like a, a ritual performed in front of everyone listening. And the book reading it itself is like um, just watching a person meet themselves in their own abyss. And That's a beautiful way to say that. Very Scorpio. Thank you. Oh, Thank you. We read great books. (laughs) (laughs) We'll have to link out to these books. um, Yeah, mine's a classic. I mean, The the Lover is a classic. And I can't believe I haven't read it until this point in my life. Do not judge me. I read a lot. (laughs) I read so much. And I just have all these, you know, you catch up on things when you're ready. all the time. Everyone loves Clarice Lispector. And she's Mm -hmm. on the list of people who love She's incredible. Oh, God, what's her sign? I don't know. I don't know either. Ooh, I can't Google it because we're recording from my phone. I feel like she's an air sign. Do you? I do. She's very cerebral. Yes, yeah. she's extremely cerebral, and I yeah. associate that with air. I course. only discovered her two years ago. I mean, I knew about her, but I didn't really read the books. She didn't really have like her heyday at during her heyday. Um, True. It was like a rediscovery, mm. probably for like the New York Times, New York Book Review. Absolutely. Um, Maybe like a decade ago. Yeah. And then everybody was like, holy shit, Clarice Lyspector. And she is so deserving of it. So amazing. Um, but yeah, intentionally reading. I can't, I can't um, say enough about it. I, I read seasonally. That's I beautiful. Read, um, and also for place. I like to treat place as a character. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have a, just a little bit of a moment here and say that when I met my hero, Patty Smith, and she was doing a book signing and it was private. It was a private book signing and I was working at this bookstore we started talking about the books we were reading mm. and I mentioned, I was like, oh, I just had Russian winter. It was just like, I knew it was going to be a really bitter winter. And so I just read all Russian authors to like sort of put myself I in the place this. of that. And the biggest compliment of my life ever, Patty Smith said, I think you might read exactly the same way that I read, Ugh. which is, you know, seasonally and by place and, and intentionally put, and intentionally and to put yourself um, like to align yourself with what's happening in the outside world mm. in your mind. Um, we had a great conversation of it. That's Patty incredible. Smith, Capricorn. Um. <laughs> and it reminds me of when you and I went to Miami. We both bought books in the airport before getting on the plane. And we were like, let's just buy some like trashy fun novels. Yes. Yeah, like, let me get a mystery. I can just exactly. flip through. And you got, and it was a Ruth. Ruth where? I shouldn't. We didn't mean trash. <laughs> it's okay, Scorpio. This is why I get in trouble. I didn't mean that her book is trashy. I meant... That it was um, commercial. A page turner. A page turner. And a bestseller. Not a literary novel. And that is not to insult. No. At all. Because my at God. All, at ca- all. Count me in right now. I will release a commercial airport paperback one day and I will make that money. 
so I'm not hating on it. Yes. I'm just saying, I, I was like, you should read Ruth Ware. I've read all of her books and their page turners. We got to Miami, and Andy was like, you know, this book is too wintry for me. It's yeah. summertime. Yep. And I understand what you're talking about now, because I understand that you read It wasn't literally summertime. It was February. Oh, but it was here. hot. And we Miami. went to Miami, yeah. and I was like, I'm trying to leave the cold behind mm. in New York and embrace this warmth. There we go. Yeah. And so I ended up reading, uh, while we were there, I think I ended up reading... Some John Irving. Is right, John Irving. That's like work stuff. But I was reading um, Isabel Allende and Gabriel Garcia Which Marquez. Which is the, the summariest of summers. You know, I was yeah. reading like Mexican and South American and South, other South American uh, literature. Um, there was one other author that was Mexican. I'm, but I just needed to like yeah. be in the warmth. Of course. And then I finished Ruth Ware as soon as I got back to New York. Did you like it? <laughs> I did. Yeah, it's a page turner. Yep. The formula for me is, I'll just do a quick segue... Get a group of people together in an atmosphere they're not used to being in. Have someone get murdered. Who did it? All the drama ensues. I'm in. That's yeah. my formula. Well, here's the thing with like a mystery <laughs> for a Scorpio is like a mystery has to revolve around somebody hiding something. Yeah, the psychology of why they're doing this. Mm-hmm. I need it. I need to understand you. Something has to be hidden that is revealed in order to make a mystery happen, and that is Scorpio's life. Right. And <laughs> God bless novelist novelists god bless you guys because i'm not one and it is a no nope. feat of nature Same. it is a magic i cannot no. fathom it is beyond okay i'm gonna abruptly <laughs> yes change topic just a bit no it's okay to talk about um so we're delving so far into scorpio it's the full moon this week it is the full moon this week. And it's so beautiful. Every time there's a full moon that happens in an astrological cycle, it is the opposite sign. Um, Which is some beautiful sacred geometry. Isn't it, though? Yes. Isn't it, though? And the new moon is in the sign. Exactly. So the new moon will be in Scorpio, but the full moon this month um, that we're celebrating is in Taurus. Right. Um, our opposite. And um, I think there's a lot of overlap and right. a lot of... <laughs> Just missed connections yes <laughs> between Scorpio <laughs> and Taurus and um I'm gonna delve into a little bit not right this second but a little bit uh later um about the Chiron in your chart Chiron being um a placement that it shows up on like the good charts uh in that the good apps that show you like a full chart Chiron is a placement of like struggle it's one of the four Pleiades uh in in the universe um which makes it like a very female mm. energy as well which i find interesting that is um but my chiron is in taurus and so i'm going to bring that up in a little bit but right now let's talk about taurus versus scorpio because it's scorpio season and the full moon yeah. full moon being representative of an ending yeah. right new moon is always like fresh beginning yeah. full moon is like the like the end the fruition letting go being in the opposite sign is very meaningful astrologically yeah and so, what is Taurus versus Scorpio to you, Lisa? Well, I feel like we're in a college classroom. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, did I get really pedantic I there? I loved it. Did I, I get, loved it. <laughs> I get. I'm. I'm an asshole. <laughs> well, it reminded me of being in like, in like a poetry class, and someone saying like, "So what did?" Frost really mean by that, oh, Lisa. Shit, no. that's terrible. No, I don't okay. want to be that. No, you're I'm not. sorry, you're you guys. Not. I'm, I'm sorry, not. listeners. No, it's not. It's more just me being scared um, to insult people again, which is my my um, part and parcel of what we do here at Astrolushes. Get drunk and say say some fucked up shit. <laughs> I've had so many Virgos coming after me and Pisces coming after me after this last episode that I feel like I have to issue an apology for my opinions. So. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Where's your wine? Uh, right here. Shall we have more? Ooh. That was loud. <laughs> Clink. Um, All right. So, t- Taurus versus Scorpio. Yeah, Taurus versus Scorpio. Um, uh, oh, that apothic red. Let it flow. <laughs> We're still drinking apothic red, Holy shit, red, you, you just guys. poured me... <laughs> Lisa just poured me a fish bowl of wine. We have okay. a job to do to you here tonight. We are called Astro Lushes. Lushes. Do not forget. Uh, for me, Taurus has always been... Um, I always think of Queen Elizabeth. Oh. Who is yep. a Taurus. Yep. And I think of their interest in tradition, beauty, decorum. Um, tra- yeah. Home. Oh, family. Home. Fam- um, fresh wealth. flowers. Perfume. Wealth. <laughs> All of that stuff. Um, but I also think of, and I noted this earlier, stability and control. 
which are things that Scorpio, that's a language Scorpio can understand. So I do think there is some crossover there. Um, I think the way that we approach life might have, uh, may appear different on the surface, but underneath there's probably this, the sense of the same needs, if that makes mm, sense. Mm -hmm. We both want to create a world for ourselves in which it feels safe and it feels right and it feels stable, it feels under our control and our watchful eye. We just might decorate it in different ways. Yeah. We might approach social situations differently. Um, where a Taurus might be interested in having a chat at like the the like local club where all the rich people convene and like drinking the best wine, Scorpio might stand and lurk in the shadows and judge everyone. Right. But ultimately I do feel like the two signs want to create a world for themselves that feels like their own. It's interesting to me because I don't see Taurus at the fancy club drinking really? the most expensive wine. I see I Taurus so do. absolutely at home under their like warmest blankets. Wow. Queuing up the Netflix that they wow. want. Like ordering their favorite takeout and drinking whatever makes them feel themselves do most. You? I think they're like the security blanket of the Zodiac. I Wow. I think that they're going to be like, let me hit up the wine shop and buy the nicest wine and then drink it at home. I do think, I mean, there's definitely luxury in Taurus. There's luxury. Absolutely luxury in yeah. Taurus. I think Capricorn really oh, but they take it to brings it home. Of course. In the earth, uh, you know, well. It, if you could see me rolling my eyes, but yeah. I think, I okay, first of all, I think Taurus and Scorpio have overlap. And I, I mentioned this earlier in um, loyalty. Mm-hmm. Absolute loyalty. like, and, and I think both Scorpio and Taurus are slow to make up their minds about those things. That makes sense. They don't give it easily. And then once it's there, it's for life. Yeah. I think there's a stubbornness. Ugh. It's related to that, but it's different. The there's bowl. a stubbornness. Of course. Um, is Taurus fixed? I can't remember. Let me look it up. Um, I do think there's like a, a, a very, very serious stubbornness that comes in. There's the fact that... Um, Sorry. <laughs> I'm looking this up because I'm so embarrassed that I don't know right now. Um, the Taurus. Yeah, Taurus <laughs> is a fix, just like Scorpio. That makes so much sense. Um, <clears throat> yeah. Uh, where, was I, where was I saying? Stubbornness, loyalty. Uh, oh, uh, Taurus is ruled by Venus. It has this Venusian aspect, which is where the luxury come from, comes from. And, and also, um, like, the security and, like, uh, needing to make the home beautiful and... Yeah. Uh, elegant in the way that speaks to yeah. um, the Taurus personality, and Scorpio shares that. Mm. Like I think Velvet, and I go to Taurus, and I go to Scorpio. <laughs> That's interesting. I think of like cut flowers when I think of Taurus, and definitely Velvet. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, and I think of us as like candles, but that's probably a very Taurus thing too. Mm -hmm. I I do think there's probably more overlap than we give. Credit I think there's for. quite a bit of overlap, and that's why they're opposites. I, I but think... I do think they speak different languages, they which do. all opposites are, yeah. are going to do. Um, uh, but, you know, this week is the, it's the full moon in Taurus. Full moons are for um, letting go past cycles mm -hmm. and, like, getting rid of things that don't serve us and those energies that are no longer needed. Yep. And Lisa and I wanted to talk a little bit about some full moon ritual ideas that are tied into astrology somewhat, um, but also just of their own yeah. Need talking to two witches here. We are witches. Yep. Where are we? <laughs> Rituals. 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 Okay. So what have you been doing? What do you like to do for a full moon? I like to treat every full moon. Or for this full moon. Yeah, I was gonna say every full moon is different, even though they have like similarities and overlapping themes, obviously. Um for me it's a little bit different because my Chiron is in Taurus and so I, I feel particularly moved. I would it. love to hear about this. How do you think it affects you? Um, are we talking about Chiron right now, or is that the next topic? Oh. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? I know. Last time I jumped, I jumped topics. Let's so let's just stick with stay organized, and we'll go back okay. to why that means something. Go for it. But full moon being about letting go what doesn't serve us, um, I get pretty uh, literal in my, um, in my rituals for these things. And so for me... A ritual tonight might look like, or, you know, full moon might look like, um, 
lighting a candle in the color uh, that I associate with the sign. So for me, Taurus and Scorpio both are purple. Mm. So I would light a purple candle. I would write down a list of all of the things that I feel don't serve me. All of the energies that I have worked hard to get rid of in my life. All the things that are not good. That's a perfect thing for Scorpio season and a Taurus full moon. It is transformative, deeply. I would read each one aloud and envision a door closing. Actually, a door slamming. I love it. Which is Scorpio energy, too. Like, slamming a door closed on something. Yeah. Read out the list of things. Picture, deeply envision the door slamming. Um, I would put the candle uh, on a windowsill to charge in the full moonlight. Let it burn down. And at the end of it, I would probably burn the list of the things that weren't serving me and bury them in the earth. And I feel, you know, fire is transformative and bearing is very earthy mm. for Taurus full moon. It grounds that decision. Yes. So for me, it can be anything like um, uh, the weight that I gained from being stressed out and working too hard. I don't need that in my life. I can let that go. Yeah. It can be um, the grief from losing someone um, that isn't actually like propelling me forward or honoring their memory in the right way and just like the selfish sadness of it and I'm not judging that at all but for me that's a thing that I can let go of so I move on to the next phase of like honoring a person that's something to let go of I I slam the door I slam the door I slam the door and I think of the fixed energy of the Scorpio and Taurus working together to say no get get out leave it's time to go and then let that burn down and and charge it in the moonlight and then burn that list and get rid of it it's a very 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 simple ritual I have a lot more that are more complicated but yeah. to me there's something about the earth and water being like so, so direct and literal that I don't need like a whole lot of pomp and circumstance around that I love it I've never been one for pomp and circumstance in my rituals I'm, I'll take part in it and it will happen from time to time but I do think the most simple with the, the most the, the path of least resistance is probably the way to go. Um, Andy's going to get us some more wine, and I'm going to tell you a little bit about my automatic writing um, practice. So basically, during this full moon, um, I like to, for most full moons, um, I like to do a writing ritual of some sort. Generally, I like to write a certain kind of spell poem, which might be an invocation or a conjuring of something, or it might be a release of something, like Andy mentioned. Um, But sometimes I like to do automatic writing, which is a type of writing that requires you to go into a different kind of mode of thinking, a sort of trance state. Um, So automatic writing has been used forever it has a really interesting and kind of beautiful history that i will share some links to for you guys on twitter um i have a chapter about it in my book coming up but um automatic writing thank you for the wine um so automatic writing requires us to sort of get into a trance state where we are not just free writing but so blank as to be receptive to what is coming through us. It makes you a vessel. It makes you a vessel. So you're, you are kind of just pulling forth that which is, depending on what your belief system is, within you or from outside of you. Mm-hmm. There are plenty of writers who approach it as spirit yep. or as a, a or ancestor. ancestor. Mm-hmm. But, but there are other people who think you're just tapping into your subconscious. Exactly. And, and both all of them are valid. About, very valid. I think like... Depending, yeah, depending on your beliefs, I think you can gain something from the automatic writing practice. I like to kind of get myself into a meditative state where for a while until I really feel like I'm in that blurry liminal state, I'll take five breaths in, hold five breaths out. Nice. And it's a way of just sinking and resetting and getting to a soft, fuzzy, kind of just receptive, loose, Mm -hmm. gooey place where I can just sort of be nothing and everything at once and then I just write what comes freely through me and mm-hmm. it, it's never with censorship and the meditation beforehand should make it so that you're not editing or censoring or directing you're just mm-hmm. being your hand and your words are just the vessel now if you have like writing issues if you don't use your hands or if you have arthritis like I do you might want to use a computer I would just say dim your computer screen 
Um, you can also record. You can record it too. Like your body knows the message. It has the muscle memory to kind of behave in the way that it needs to behave in order to get the message out. So don't feel like you need this like fancy leather bound ornate journal. You really can channel in any way that you would mm -hmm. like. So I do think automatic writing is my turn, my go-to when it's either Scorpio season or a full moon because the energy is just so intense and palpable that you can transmit it. Um, uh, and it's great for pretty much any any sort of full moon. Absolutely. Um, and I feel like I'm gonna I'm gonna jump in here, but I feel like this ties in perfectly. Um, I should have mentioned this earlier in the podcast, but Lisa has a new book coming out. Oh, thanks, Andy. She does, <laughs> and I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of you. Um, it's a magical writing grimoire. Um, and it has a lot of exercises on using writing to like access your your power. Yeah. Um, whether you're a witch or not. Exactly. Whether you're a witch or not, or a writer or not. And it, it doesn't come out until the spring. It's going to be an Aries baby. Um, yes. <laughs> but uh, it's called the Magical Writing Grimoire by Lisa Marie Basile, and it's available online for pre-orders. And pre-orders are like a really big deal in the book world. The more pre-orders that happen. Um, the more are published of the book yeah, and like the more hype that gets built before the book exactly. comes out, the more important it is. And especially if you're not like backed by a gigantic publisher and you're not like Jonathan fucking Franzen, <laughs> you do need pre-orders. So if you're interested in what Lisa has to say and you want to take her advice and I cannot stress it enough that you absolutely should, um, you should go on to any of your favorite indie bookstores and request it or go to Amazon, which I hate yeah. even... Right. Plugging them, but it's a real part of the book world. Yeah. But um, look for the book. Pre-order one for yourself. Thanks, Andy. It comes out in the spring. It's going to be an Aries full of creative fire. And I know. Like, like, really, like, catalytic energy. Yeah, and I love that. Like, yeah. I was... When I first figured out it was going to be a little Aries baby, I had some reservations. <laughs> um, but I, I realized, actually, this is wonderful. And I think, like, when we emerge into spring and you have this new tool in your life, it might be really fun and inspirational. But also, if you pre-order, um, you can email magicalwriting at quarto.com. Q-U-A-R-T-O. Yep. And you can get free exclusive goodies. I've designed this really beautiful... Um, poetry journal for you that helps you kind of write sacred poetry and then a number of poetry prompts um sorry poetry spells that are for different signs um for different purposes like confidence and healing shadow work um so you get like these beautifully designed downloadable ebooks that come uh before the book comes out so mm -hmm. anyway dm me if you have any questions thank you for bringing it up Andy. there's just so much to it i'm so proud of you and her first book, Light Magic for Dark Times, was really helpful to a lot of people, and I feel like this one is even more specific. Yeah. Um, and a little bit more you, actually. I mean, Light Magic oh, for Dark Times... It's very much more me. ...was, was absolutely you and yeah. your personality, but this one feels, like, so embedded yeah. in the very character of you. Yes. And it's so Scorpio. It is. It is. It's like the thread and blood of me. It's my whole entire everything. Like, it's an Aries baby, and it's going to have all that creative fire behind it, but it's a Scorpio baby, and that it's pre-order season happens right now. Uh, and the, the finalized edits happened in Scorpio yeah. season. So See? it really was, like, conce it was conceived. Um, but thanks. Yeah. Thank you guys for your support. <laughs> so I'm going to go back to the idea of the Chiron that yes. I brought up uh, several times earlier. Uh, it's a part of our charts that is not on... Uh, like so many apps, but it's something that you should definitely look up. And it's, it's basically this placement in the Pleiades in your, um, in like where the stars were aligned at the time that you were born and what it signifies is a heavy thing. And it's a good time in Scorpio season to talk about the heavy things and the shadow self. Chiron really represents a struggle that we have throughout our lives. Yeah. It's a struggle that we can work with and we can work uh, toward, but it doesn't really go away. It's ever-present. Yes. It's an ever-present theme. It is always below the surface. It, it sounds so intimidating, but I feel like control being such a part of Scorpio is like once you know what you're working against, you know how to work with it. Yeah. You know the language to speak to it a little bit. You know? Um, and so your Chiron is in a sign just like the rest of your chart. Um, and my Chiron happens to be in Taurus, which means that like I'm always going to struggle with ideas of security yeah. and like earthly abundance. Um and stability and grounding myself. And so for me, the full moon in Taurus and the ritual that I will do later tonight is steeped mm. in that. 
I love this. And steeped in that. And um, I, I, I just think it's an important part of everyone's chart. It really is just like your struggle. And if there's like a thing that you just cannot fucking figure out, you cannot make sense of, and you're like, why am I always sleeping with this type of person? Up against this obstacle. Why am I always. always getting fired for like the same thing? Why am I always like overdrawing my bank account? Like Chiron is a really good place to look for that. And just like, um, I'm going to relate this to tarot. Yeah. Just like when you get negative cards dealt to you in tarot, all it's giving you are the tools to work with what you need. Right. It's saying... It's reflecting something yes. back at you. So here's the thing. Yeah. And here's, you know, here's how you deal with it. And so I have no earth in my chart at all. So having a Chiron in an earth sign is like really pinpointed. That is... <laughs> it's it's actually tragic comedy. Yeah. It's really yeah. tragic comedy. When I finally looked it up two years ago, I was like, are you fucking kidding me? It makes, it makes <laughs> wild amounts of sense. Wild amounts of sense. And so I, I encourage you all to look up your Chiron. And for me, like... The full moon being in Taurus of being this, like the, you know, full moon being the spell of letting things go. I deeply encourage you to find your Chiron, find the full moon when it happens and work on letting those things go. Yeah. Um, it is a form of shadow work. Do you know what yours is? Mine's Gemini. Oh, shit. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's, it's a constant balance. It's a, it's a struggle to find the authentic self um, as sort of like a social being and also as an inner being. Mm. So you're con- I'm constantly straddling this. Who should I be publicly? Who should I be privately? Mm. What makes me feel authentic? What makes me feel forced? Um, what gives me a sense of like um, a claim that I need? versus like what are the real things that make me feel fulfilled sure um and that is the most to the t thing that i could have ever said to any of you i was also being a little insincere just then because i know that your chiron's oh okay. you knew because we had it I, makes for a better episode for me to be like what's your chiron and oh no I way left andy's house one night and i was like i'm gonna download this app on the subway platform and immediately text you my chiron the app by the way is time passages Ooh. Time Passages does really great chart work. Very in-depth. Mm-hmm. Very in-depth. I in did. Depth. I immediately got down there, downloaded it, got my Chiron. And she was like, send me yours right now because she's a Scorpio. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, it is like 2 o'clock in the morning on a weeknight. What are you even talking about? I do tend to get Go a little, to bed. I do tend to get a little intense. I try to end some of my messages when I remember, like, don't have to answer right now. But I'm just like sitting there like stewing. <laughs> She's not kidding. That is 1,000% when she does every single fucking night of the week. And she sits up at night while her poor boyfriend is trying to sleep and relax. And she's like, I'm typing some things that I need to deal with. I'll send them in the morning. Exactly. Her Capricorn, Capricorn rising is like, send them in the morning, bitch. Send them in the morning. And also, it's Mercury retrograde. <laughs> There's certain things that need to be said, but they don't need to be said right now. Yes. Let's take a breath. Just a reminder, it's Mercury retrograde, you guys. Don't do anything too rash. Don't be rash. Don't be hasty. Yeah. Just give it a, give it a breath. Like, give it a few pulses. Give it a night if you can. Mm-hmm. Because I guarantee you'll feel like things were a little too abrupt and mm-hmm. intense. But I, I'm going to reiterate, and I'm probably unnecessarily Check repeating. Check your Chiron. Check your Chiron. Find out when the full moon is. It's always going to be the opposite of the astrological season. Mm-hmm. So I'm a Cancer. My full moon's always going to be in Capricorn. Um, but find your Chiron and do your spell work if you can on that night. It really does help. I, I'm going to feel amazing after this evening. I'll be like, no, I'm never having money problems again. <laughs> Ever. No, I know. It's true. I did a full moon ritual last night and I, I'm feeling the after effects of it. But I also want to say as the highly guarded and extremely skeptical uh, slurring Scorpio that I am, uh, <laughs> You can never trust it, so I'm, I'm not going to talk any more about it. But full moon rituals are very powerful and intense. I just won't go into any more details because I'm Why? drunk. Well, just... I wish you would. Well, yeah. I did a manifestation, like, bathtub spell, and I went... Water sign. I know. I, it's my, it really, I feel like it gives me all my power. And then I went up into my little writing area. Her loft. My... I have a little lofty... little lofty thing. Um, <laughs> and... Uh, Wow, this is this is the turn. This is like the turn. Mm-hmm. If this were the book, you'd be like, "Oh shit, this is where it got." This real. is where everybody who listens to us goes like, "I've I've I've felt when you got really drunk." <laughs> <laughs> it's 
So let me finish the last thought and then I'll go back to the drunkenness. Trying so hard here. Went, did my rating thing, Matt, did my rating, my rating. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. I just snorted. Um, I'm wheezing. Okay. <clears throat> Lisa went into her lobster her writing thing. Like this is like witches. a second grade novel. Yeah, yes. A little, what is it called? A reader, first readers or whatever. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Early readers. Yes. We're like frog and toad right now. I love frog, frog and, and toad. toad. Discover their horoscopes. <laughs> I love the frog and toad was serious. Frog and toad is some fuck. real shit. It's some real shit. They Do you know that the serious. author is actually gay and that he wrote that as gay characters? I love it. That didn't come out until like 50 or 60 years after the books came out? That's amazing. All right, guys. We're... Do you remember the episode where they were in the theater and he was performing to no one but an I don't know there were theater? episodes. There's episodes? I was, was reading a TV books. show and a book. Jesus Christ. Yes, it was awesome. God damn it. Okay, so I went into my writing space. She went into her writing space. I sat down and did a manifestation ritual in mm-hmm. which I used writing. Obviously, I write books about writing and magic. Mm-hmm. Did this whole writing thing and had great results today. And mm-hmm. I don't want to like jinx myself or, or you know, knock the reality of actions that I put <sighs> yeah. into force However. on my own. But I think the magic worked. It was just too specific. Like I asked for a specific thing and got it. And I'm very grateful you for it. You got it the next morning. I did. It was very bizarre. Um... And like I said, I don't ever, I don't ever think like magic can exist without action. Um, right. So both were kind of put into force. But guys, don't doubt yourself. Use your magic. Little simple rituals are effective. Use the full moon. It's awesome. And I'm so drunk. Cheers. Me too. <laughs> so we're both drinking out of Scorpio wine we glasses. We are. One of them that I bought, Lisa. Yep. And it's beautiful, actually, and has a little the, one, the Scorpio glass she gave me is not beautiful. It is. It is <laughs> it's the very most loud. Gaudy Jersey. It's like girl. Um, Saved by the Bell Scorpio. It literally has adjectives describing Scorpios all over. Don't it. cross me. <laughs> um, tantalizing Pluto girl. Ambitious. Fierce and fascinating. Deep. Just pour just and flirt. Just pour and flirt. <laughs> okay, Scorpios don't know how to fucking flirt. We don't know Scorpios how to flirt. just put their energy on people and wait for somebody to receive it. Um, ambitious, <laughs> seductive. Don't cross me. Don't cross me. <laughs> but then on the bottom, there's like this really fucking serious, I'm working on forgiveness. That's, v- they got real at the bottom. The base of the glass was That's like, the abyss. listen, bitch. <laughs> I'm working on forgiveness. I'm working on forgiveness. It went from like tantalizing to like, yeah. I'm working Just on porn it. Just to be like, I don't know how to forgive anything. I'm, um, <laughs> I'm a wreck of a being. Uh, I adore Scorpios. I adore Scorpios. Also, I should mention, um, my dad doesn't listen to this because he probably doesn't listen to podcasts in general, <laughs> but my dad is November 4th. He's the day That's after, right. like I have all these friends on November 3rd, my dad is the 4th and like I love my father. Something in your life is doing this to you. Scorpios are just like handed to me of yeah, like they are here are your people. It's very crazy. And um it's I don't take that lightly. I don't take that lightly. It's a message. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Which mm-hmm. I think is beautiful. We have, according to math, probably like seven more minutes because we don't want to go over. No, nope, but let's time. talk about some let's talk about some famous Scorpios. Yeah, and let's then do let's it. do our infamous uh, guessing game, which has a theme this month. Yes. So, famous Scorpios. Lisa, okay. have at it. This is your team. This is your fucking squad. Okay. Who's on your okay. team? Okay, my fantasy Scorpio team is, and it's not fantasy because it's real. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's it's fantasy because they're mostly dead. But anyway. Right, that's true. Tilda Swinton. Yes, awesome. queen. Um, and Winona Ryder also. And let's talk about recently Winona Ryder being found in public wearing a Tilda Swinton t-shirt is Scorpio and Scorpio and Scorpio and Scorpio skeezin season season I just said season it's a skeezin 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 season it's a skeezin season wow I'm um, so proud of myself right now oh my gosh okay Bjork is a triple Scorpio we've got Whoopi Goldberg who plays the best character on Star Trek Guinan who who gives everyone all the wisdom love her. Got Tracy Morgan, which Andy interviewed deeply. Had a deeply, I had like a, I had a heartfelt few night hours. with him. Yeah, I was supposed to interview him about his like upcoming comedic performance in the Poconos when I was living in Scranton, and I ended up having, uh, he was on his way to like a really important family function and was like flipping the fuck out and like pulled over his car and just 
like lost his shit on the phone with me for like 45 minutes off record and I'm not going to repeat any of it because I believe in off record. Yeah. And I, I really had this, this like time with Tracy Morgan. Wow. and A cancer and a Scorpio. Cancer and a Scorpio just going like something tells me I can talk to you. That's amazing. You know, honestly, something tells me I can trust you. and That's the thing about Scorpios with cancers. Like, we really do trust you. There's, like, a moment that, like, a Scorpio and a Cancer have, especially, like, if you're at a party, watch it. Watch <laughs> it happen. Because it's going to be, like, two people at a party, and all, like, all of a sudden they're gone. It's so true. And then there's, like, a, I don't know, like, a fireworks display or, like, a thing happening, and you're like, oh, they, they went and did that. Exactly. I love it. Gosh, there Sorry. should be, like, a Continue. scientific show about about how the, the the signs function at a party. And we should talk about the, the other really great, uh, you know, partnerships. Um, but we talk about ours because it's just so apparent because of the Cancer it's Scorpio so thing. It's just the, it's the best. It's just the best. It's the best. <laughs> um, we've got Alexa Chung, who's a fashion commentator. Oh, yeah. And such a deep, weird person. Uh, Dorothy Dandridge. Awesome. Yes. Love yes. her. Yes. Yes, Dorothy Dandridge. Remember Halle Berry winning her Oscar and, like, crying and saying thank you Dorothy Dandridge amazing because she was the first African-American actress to get nominated for the Oscar a big deal and she won it she lost super... it excuse me she lost it to Grace Kelly Ugh. tough loss however right. first African-American actress to and be nominated and such a mega babe and talented force yes uh, we've got Neil Gaiman, we've got RuPaul, we've got Lisa Bonet, we've got Sylvia Plath, we've got Albert Camus, who's one of my favorite writers, Mohammed Iqbal, who I realized was like the spiritual guru of Pakistan and mm-hmm. a poet and a philosopher, Roland Barthes, Katie Lang, you Keats, guys have the, the great, Keats, and you guys Plath. have the greatest, and pa- Plath, you guys have the greatest team. We have First of all, one. can we talk about how attractive this list is? Can we, can I fuck Keats right Can now? I fuck that entire list? I need to fuck Maybe at the same time. Can I just have a Scorpio orgy? Yes. Not with Lisa. We can make a like pentagram and, and just conjure Katie Lang, Keats, and like maybe, I don't know, Tilda Swinton. I don't know. Camus? Uh, can I bring him back yes. from the den and just yes. fuck him to death? Sorry. Oh sorry. Maybe. Sorry. Sorry I'm drunk. I would like a little existential penis. But do you know that they're... Okay, I'm going to bring up a... I mean, <laughs> no. Existential penises are not small. They're just hard to find. Um... <laughs> Can I bring up that there are two major politicians on the scene who are both Ooh. Scorpios that you might not feel that great about? Yes. Both Hillary Clinton and Joe Biden are Scorpios. I have big feelings. Big old feelings. Big old feelings that I'm too big to get into right yes. now. We don't have to discuss. But let's just put but it both there. Hillary and Joe, both have Scorp- Scranton connections, Scranton, PA, where I am from. We are a very Hillary and Joe proud town. Wow. I don't live there anymore. Right. But like I was raised in politics... Like, huh. surrounded by Hillary and Joe energy. Wow. I am not pro or con. I'm not saying anything. But they are both Scorpios, and I think that's something you should think about. So that's something I go to bed every night thinking about. Moving forward, our guessing game this episode is less about Lisa throwing out celebrities and me guessing than it is about me saying, I think these celebrities are Scorpios. Am I right or wrong? Exactly. Because I love Scorpios so much, I want everybody to be a Scorpio. All right, so we're going to play the game... And it's going to be called Guess Who You Think is a Scorpio, but who probably isn't. (laughs) Okay, so we're going to start on the segment called Guess the Scorpio. It's our last segment tonight. It is. But I do want to preface this by saying, so in the time that I've known Andy, which is a long time now, hundreds of years. No, I'm kidding. A few years. Several lifetimes before this one. Uh, Actually, actually, I'm not even joking about that. It feels like several lifetimes. I don't even know if I believe in past lives, but if I do, Lisa was in them with me. Yes, we've talked about this at length. We're very drunk right now. But we've talked about past (laughs) lives when we were probably also drunk, but but probably also sober. Um, And Andy... Has always so Andy has always had this uncanny and incredible ability to. Did I call you Annie? No, you said you said Andy. I said it with a D. Okay, I good. heard the D. Whew! I was like, damn, girl. If you called me Annie, I might be like, excuse me. <laughs> Pardon you, Annie. Andy. Ew. Andy <laughs> has always had this uncanny and wonderful ability to guess people's sun signs really correctly and sometimes even they're like moons which is really wild and rising and they're right and, <laughs> and they're mars and they're mercury no 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 no, 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 I'm joking, just the moon sometimes, no, totally she, joking. She, she gets it really crazily accurate, like we've had long, hours long car rides in which I just 
pummel her with people that we know. One of which was like every instructor at the local like gym that we go to. And I was like, all right, now tell me everyone's sun sign because I had the birthdays. And she's usually really correct. And it's kind of crazy because I am usually wrong. Um, I'm probably got like a 20%, sorry, I was just spit on you, a 20% accurate, accurate rate. Um, but this is, the, we invented this game as part of this podcast because invented, like we're inventors. No. I've, we, I ideated. Yes. <laughs> because she's like, always right. I think that's a weird portion though, because it's like hard to prove while we're like recording, you know, right. that like, like this isn't like but a it rehearsed happens thing. all the time. But this is how we hang out. This is, this is our hangout. <laughs> it's, it's one of the bases, uh, bases of our friendship exactly. was just her being like, what is this person? Yes. What is this person? We'll watch YouTube videos. We'll yeah. like, we literally sat together the other night and I was like, all right, let's watch Paul Rudd YouTube videos so we can decide what his sign is. And I just like put it on for Andy and watched her go. And like, <laughs> it was amazing. So we bring this segment to you because we stan Andy. And I don't stan <laughs> myself at all. And so tonight's flavor of the guessing mm. game is who do I think is a Scorpio? Yeah. I don't know if they are or not. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Who seems like a fucking Scorpio? Okay. So, so I gave you one. Give, yeah. give me the name. All right. We talked earlier about Helena Bonham Carter. She thinks this is a Scorpio. I have not revealed the truth to her. Okay. But so I did check. I feel major Scorpio vibes from Helena Bonham Carter. So why are you feeling Scorpio vibes from what? Helena Bonham Carter? Because who the fuck else can play like Bellatrix Lestrange <laughs> and be married to Tim Burton in real life? And I know they're not anymore and like things got complicated. And also her hair. Her hair... The way that she dresses where she's like, I'm going to show up as like some gothic steampunk mistress to the Oscars and I don't give a fuck what anybody thinks. She feels very like regal in her presentation mm. and every performance she gives is so dark. She mm. she really seeks out these dark roles. I don't know that she's actually a Scorpio. I get major Scorpio vibes. I do. But it feels I do. Scorpio. She feels Scorpio. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But can you please? Yeah. Lisa, so- will you look it up? I did the Please homework. Please look it up. I did the homework and I'm... Oh, I can tell by your tone. <laughs> I'm wrong. Oh, no. It's so sad because I really want her as part of my team, but she's actually a Gemini. Oh, the fuck? I know. Come on. I know, but... Come on. It's kind of a rad sign for her to be. I mean... She could have been a boring old fucking Virgo or something. No offense, you guys. Wow, Lisa. Wow, are you showing yourself right now? Okay. okay. I told her okay. I wouldn't be offensive in this episode. Okay, but okay. I'm going to very lightly defend myself and the fact that everybody assumes that serial killers are Scorpios and are actually Geminis as Helena Bottom Carter like really, like really embodying that same energy. Very much so. <laughs> I love it. I love That's it. That's my only defense. That's all I have. If we have any last listeners by this point, they're going to be like, wow, this episode was about Helena Bonham Carter and serial killers. Yeah. And Scorpios and, and Geminis. And how everybody thinks they're Scorpios, but they're actually Geminis. Okay. So I was wrong. Yeah. I respect it. I respect it. She's very fluid. She's obviously a great actress. Um, totally down with Helena Bonham Carter being Love a Gemini. Helena Bonham. I wish she was on the Scorpio team, but I can't change, I can't change the facts. You okay. can't change the facts. Next up. Well, we can look at her chart if we ever find it. So... We chatted earlier about the guy who who is the the head of the Witch's Almanac. Wonderful dude. Super glad we met him. And that his his costume was indicative of Gary Oldman as Dracula. Which incited all the lust. All like, the profuse Markers outpourings. in my body. <laughs> Just, please never listen to Gary this. Gary Oldman is, um... <clears throat> yeah, so do you... you, do I, that, you he's, he's a Scorpio figure to me. Yes. I don't know that he is, but he emulates doesn't he Scorpio energy? Doesn't oh my he? god! Like not just not just as his Dracula, mm-mm, mm-mm. which is transcendent, of course. I know a lot of people make fun of Coppola's Dracula and like Keanu Reeves. I mean, Keanu is make funnable. Yeah, but that movie is awesome. and Gary Oldman as Dracula awesome. and Gary Oldman as Sid Vicious and Gary Oldman Ugh. in The Professional and Gary Oldman in everything and a serious black like <sighs> oh. Sirius Black is ultimate Scorpio. Honestly, Sirius Black is ultimate. Can I just archetypal meet Scorpio? A fucking prisoner from as Caban. Caban. <laughs> I was like, how could trans? 
uh, Azkaban and just like fuck him in an old house where the wallpaper is peeling off the walls, please. Yes, that's what yeah, I want. Yeah, correct. And so here's the thing is that like, I don't even know if I believe truly that Gary Oldman's a Scorpio so much as I want him to be. Yeah. But his characters that he chooses to inhabit and he does really well are really Scorpio-like characters. Yeah. So, so you're going to say what, Scorpio. What is Gary Oldman? Well, I did the homework and I'm sorry to say. Oh, fuck. He's an Aries. But uh, there's a little, okay. there's a little bit of an. I, I feel like we understand this a little bit. Okay, we. I, I feel like we got into it a little bit about like yeah. the, yeah, the creative energy. Okay, I'm, I'm. Okay, and guys. He'd be a damn okay, guys. Good I'm not fuck. doing a great. I'm not doing a great job. I'm not no. doing a great job on this guessing game. Okay, we only have one more. I have one more that I brought up that I think is a Scorpio. Yeah. Um, I, her music, her lyrics, feel very plath mm. and sexton for the new age and like the new world of uh. <laughs> First of all, like fucking representation, yeah, and different types of uh, you know, um, scholarliness and yeah. uh, poetry. But SZA, SZA is somebody to me that feels very Scorpio. Okay, so you think? Come SZA, on, okay, SZA. We talked about this. I have noted it. I did my research. Yeah, you're smiling. You're smiling. <laughs> you're smiling. You're smiling. I'm smiling because she's part <gasps> of our ter- team. She's a Scorpio. What? What? What would you do? Our team. Okay. Our trim. Our trim. Our trim. Our trim. She's part, part of, of the Scorpio trim. I don't, I don't know what I was trying to say. All right, I got one right. I got one right. You got one right. I got one right. But one honestly, three. honestly, Helena Bonham Carter should have been a Scorpio. Right? Thank you. Yes. I mean, I would have voted Scorpio. I don't even know that she has a Scorpio moon, though. I think Gary Oldman might have a Scorpio moon. And I have to look this up, but he I think he probably better, has a Scorpio moon. He better have a Scorpio moon. I wonder moon. if Helena is like a Scorpio rising? Maybe? Yeah, I mean, maybe? There's gotta be something in there. SZA, I, I thought at first she, she was a cancer. Yeah. I thought she was a cancer at first, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. I thought she was like a really honest cancer. I think she's a Scorpio that probably has, like, a lot of fire in her chart for, like, the amount of, uh, like, honesty and yeah. ferocity that she puts out. But I think she's got some cancer in there, too. I do, it. too. When we, when we decided to look her up, and I wanted to fact-check you, um, fact-check you, <laughs> I really thought she was going to be a Libra. Really? Okay. Yeah. No, no, I, I actually see that. I do see that. <coughs> the beauty and the... Mm-hmm. I just, yeah, she gave me Libra vibes. She's really in charge of her image. Yes. But she's of, a Scorpio. Yeah. Yeah, Wonderful she is. addition yeah, she to the is. club. Just the way that she, like, oh, she my God. Is like, her lyrics are really Scorpio to me. Her everything. Just, <laughs> holy She's a shit. good one to have on your team. Like, yeah, she is. You know what? Congratulations to you. We can swap Saxon for SZA. Mm-hmm. I know that everyone's going to hate me for saying that. But I don't. Good. I don't. I don't. Yeah. I'm wearing clean glasses. Yeah. I say this is one of two Scorpio episodes this season. Yeah. We love you all so much. Um, Lisa has a book coming out. I'm going to pimp it for her because she never would. It's <laughs> the Magical Writing Grimoire. Yep. From Cordo Books. Uh, please, if you're interested, pre-order it. Uh, it makes such a difference um, in independent publishing and like smaller press publishing. And it's I'm so excited for this book to come out. I cannot wait. Thank you so much, Andy. And thank you guys if you do check it out. I really do appreciate it. Also, uh, follow us on uh, Twitter and Instagram at AstroLushes. It's just AstroLushes. We are always open to DMs and yep. tweets mm-hmm. and ideas and requests and etc. We love you guys. Tell us what you want to hear about. Yep. Um, and please forgive us for any shortcomings or insults to your star sign. We don't mean it. We love you. Good night. (laughs) Ooh, that wasn't even the Scorpio saying that. Just like, kind of. (laughs) No, we love you all. Good night. Good night.